Another edition of the Behind You podcast is brought to you by the University of Miami's Department of Continuing and International Education. There he is, Michael Badgley. What is up, dude? How are we doing? I, you know, it's I haven't been back to Miami in a little bit. I got to get back down there, but I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. And what a great, great little introduction there. I love it. So when was the last time you were there? Don't tell me. Don't tell me graduation. No, it wasn't graduation. I, I think I was there 2019, maybe 2020 winter before you know COVID went out and everything. But yeah, it's been a it's been a minute since I've been back on campus. All right. Well, you got to get back at some point and crew, you know, do do your thing. You you probably I'm, go, and you I'm only. You, you think you go incognito on campus, dude? You think you think the people would uh, stop for a badge a badge autograph? What would happen? You, I mean, you'd have to be a pretty diehard fan if you're <laughs> looking up for them for the Michael Badgley on campus. No, but there's been so many changes at that school too. I got to get back and see all of it. Did you live off campus? I assume you moved off campus at some point. Yeah, it was, it was right after freshman year. We moved off. We had a, we had a couple good houses out there. Who was in the crew? Uh, I lived with uh, Frank Gabriel for one year. Um, the Golden Brothers were there. Jared Goldenberg's a throwback name. Nice. Uh, and then the and then the, the next house, uh, you know, the last couple years of college was uh, Jamie Gordon, Eric Gordo, Hayden Mahoney, Braxton Berrios, Nick Linder. Jesus, uh, Tyler Gauthier. Jesus, what kind of <laughs> trouble did you guys get into? Yeah, no, well, uh, we, we got a lot of those stories we'll take to the grave. We had a good time. I bet you did. But you're always well rested for game day, I'm sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> who, was the, uh, who was the leader of that bunch? How about that? Oh, the leader. I, you know, we, we were always so good about wanting to, you know, go out and do stuff and kind of, you know, be normal students. So it was it was pretty easy to get the house ready to go and uh, <laughs> go, out, go out and have a good time. So, you know, it was, it was always this guy wanted to go this, this guy wanted to go there. And, you know, we'd always meet up and it was, it was, it was a fun time. So where was Kai and Joku during, wasn't that, weren't they part of the Rat Pack? That's right. You know, I, I lived, I lived with Brad in an apartment. We were, you know, right off campus and that was uh sophomore year. So that was like 2015 ish, 2016. All right, let's get into let's get into the good stuff. Well, there's actually probably a ton of good stuff there that we can't talk about, but let's get into the good stuff badge. Yeah. We are currently with the Detroit Lions, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm on practice squad right now. Kind of a little bit of a whirlwind of a story there, but yeah, Wait, I'm, in, I'm in Detroit right now on practice squad. Yeah. Wait, weren't you on the active roster? I was last year. You've been on the practice squad all year. This year, yeah, crazy, right, so, crazy summer. So, so give me the, give me the, hit that later. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's get into it, right? Give me the whirlwind, dude. <laughs> uh, so last season, uh, right around Octoberish, I had signed with the Detroit Lions. So I was there all last year, and then this summer, you know, going into the off season, uh, they signed me back. I get there for OTAs, get through OTAs, um, and then right at the beginning of training camp, they decided to release me. Kind of was blindsided. Uh, by it but you know it's it's the way this league works uh then found myself out in washington with the commanders for you know maybe about three weeks and they chose to go in a different direction and then i was with the titans for a weekend they gave me like a cup of coffee out there and the next thing you know for the start of the season uh the lions uh, signed me back uh, so i'm back here in detroit <laughs> so there's a lot to get into just in there between tennessee and the lions is there a gap or that you get cut and you get picked up right away yeah, I mean, it was basically get released on that, like, uh, 
Sunday morning or Saturday, and then that following Monday, boom, I'm back in, in Detroit. What a world, right? Yeah. How does that go down? So, like, how does that go down? Like, Washington, three weeks, and then what? Just phone call, office, like, how does that work? Yeah, they, you know, they, they kind of, they come grab you down the locker room. Uh, they say, hey, do, they, do you know? You know, right? Yeah, you kind of have an idea of when one of those guys is coming to grab you. It's never a good feeling, uh, um, but it's uh, one of those situations where, yeah, they come and they grab you, go up, talk to a couple coaches, and you say, hey, thanks for the opportunity. Um, you know, I'll go, I'll go prove you wrong somewhere else. So it's just, you know, <laughs> I'd love to, I, I'd love to ask you about lions last year to this year, but I feel like that's, that'd be inappropriate since you're on the Lions. So, uh, right now you're, so what, what, give me practice. So practice squad, are you, uh, during basically, practice, yeah, you're doing you, what are you, are you just like sec, like two kickers basically and you're running reps? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kicking in practice. So it's just one of those things where you kind of just wait and, you know, you could get poached in this league too, when you're sitting on practice squad. So it's, so you get you get you know snagged by another team, and all of a sudden you're kicking for them on Sunday. So it's just you know kind of just head on a swivel, but you know always staying cool and just. So how are you, you know, and the, who's the other? Who's the other kicker? They got Riley Patterson kicking right now. How are you guys? Yeah, I mean you know they're you know obviously I'm a competitive guy, so I, mm. I treat it as such, and you know I've never you know I'm not satisfied. I would say being on practice squad, so I, I you know keep it as competitive in my head as possible, but obviously I'm, you know, you're, you're cordial with the situation. Are there a lot of kickers, a lot of kickers on the practice squad or no, I seem not to feel like that might be a little oddity. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I don't really, I can't think of any right now. Maybe there's a couple of young guys. Maybe they're, they're like saving around. I'm not sure, but it is, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty rare. <laughs> I gotcha. How's Dan Campbell dude. Is Dan Campbell what we see? Oh, he, he's every bit of it. And it's, uh, you know, it's a real emotion. You know, when, you know, I remember those days last year, you know, when we were fighting just our way from the bottom and, you know, he'd always say, we're right there, we're right there. And, um, you know, he stuck with it, stuck to his guns. And then we started knocking off that winning streak. And, the, you know, it was the same passion. It was like, you know, I see, I told you guys, that's all we need to do. It was right there. He stuck with it. And then, you know, going into this year, you know, he's kind of taken the bat for, Hey, you know, we got a target on our back. Well, and he just kind of owns it. You know, one of the cooler lines he said was like, if you're going to come hunting for us, like you're going to get to the front door and we'll be waiting for you on the front porch. You know, he's he got kinda, some good ones. He dude. Got it, he's got, he's got them ready to go, but he, he's, he, he owns it. And it's, uh, it's, it's been cool to see just how, you know, the real passion is where sometimes you see in some of these coaches where it just kind of seems a little bit, you know, manufactured or, you know, how they're putting it. And it just doesn't seem to be the real person with Dan it's you know it's every bit of it you see that in the team meetings you see it just in the hallway it's just who he is by the way you got a kid there on special teams and receiver it was a kid I covered down here Maurice Alexander hard time that's my guy oh yeah Mo hard time <laughs> yeah he's the best great dude he, he so we I, I I was talking to him and he works out with Swayze I was like you know damn, I haven't heard that name in a minute it was like uh he was like you working down there over at FIU with Swayze and he was like yeah I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So it was one of those situations where I was like, I know, I, I know exactly who Andrew Swayze is. How would Swayze treat you guys? You, the, I mean, the spec, the specialist, were you in there with the regular, like the regular rotation of dudes? Sure. You know, when I was with, with Swayze, we had Vogel and he was another great athlete. So it was oh, just, right. we kind of, we're, we were trying to just compete with everybody else and, you know, the same lifting regime and, you know, get to show off some speed every now and then. But, you know, when you're running next to Philip Dorsett, that was a little bit tough. I was a little disappointed in your badge of four nine at the combine. I thought you've been better than that. Here's the thing. 
So I didn't do, and obviously everyone's going to have excuses. I didn't do a whole lot of training for the 40. A lot of it was just kicking. And I was even, I was even told by a couple of people like, Hey, don't, you know, don't run. It's not a good idea. You don't want to, you know, get hurt doing something. I was like, listen, I've watched this since I was eight years old. I'm not going to not run the 40. So it was one of those situations where I was like, I don't even care. Let me just run. I was happy with anything sub five. Sub five. The only reason why I say that is, uh, again, this is the beautiful thing about this is we, we do sort of the, the path and the journey is that like, I'm sure people don't know. And I only think I've knew because the year we, we were there or the year I was there with you guys, um, one of those stupid talent night deals, they put up a freaking highlight video of your epic high school football career. And you were not just a kicker. Like you were a freaking <laughs> stud. Yeah, no, that was, um, you know, do you remember that night? Yeah, it was, uh, we played group three football. I was, I always wanted to, I never thought kicking would get me to where, you know, I've gotten to be totally honest. And I never wanted to kick when playing football. So just one of those uh, talents I had and I was able to, to use it to so get let, to college. So, let, yeah. so let's, let's back this up. So so you're from what part of Jersey? North Jersey, Union County. All right. Born and raised, basically? Born and raised. All right. So born and raised. So I should fill in some of the blanks. So you played high school football. You pretty much did everything, right? Offense, yeah, defense, didn't, special didn't, teams, kicking, the whole deal. Yeah, I didn't leave the field in high school. But when you say group three, what does that mean? Was it a small school? Public school. So it was, you know, a little bit on the smaller side, but it was still good football. So it wasn't just like, you know, you're playing, you know, flag football down there. But, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, we had, we had some good New Jersey football. So we, we took, we took pride in that. Now, I think I have this right. You were the star ledger player of the year, your senior year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're talking not just kicking, right? We're talking the whole show. No, not, not just kicking. Yeah, it was, uh, it was offense, quarterback, defense, playing safety, punt returner, kick returner, uh, getting some reps at receiver. Um, and then, yeah, getting, you know, kicking, kicking field goals and extra points. So it was, I never, I never left the field. And that helps when you're able to just kind of, run the ball and even on fourth down i'd always tell the coach like hey i don't want to kick it let's go for it <laughs> like we could get this <laughs> do, you, do you know do you know how many career touchdowns you had no how many tell 30, me 31 badge 31 career touchdowns you're like you're freaking like charles woodson dude 17 no. rushing, seven <laughs> receiving a pick two kick returns and a pump. you're like devin you're so you're a cross between freaking <laughs> devin hester and charles woodson and whoever plays running back was that just was that just my senior year or was that was that oh ever? come on okay that's a little that's a little too much dude that's a little too much <laughs> that's a little too much but so anyways now so now so um you know during camp co coaches try and fill in the blanks with a lot of dead time and you know coach golden was like hey talent we're gonna do talent night through camp and that was my responsibility which i hated i freaking it's like i had to get these guys <laughs> to do something they don't want to freaking do like thank you very much and I don't know if you, I don't know, I don't know if you were offense specialist, whatever. And I don't even know how it came up, but literally it was like a highlight reel of, of you in high school. And it was all these freaking plays in the room went wild. <laughs> when you're a kicker, no one really expects you to be, you know, decent at anything else. So, um, you know, when they get a glimpse of you doing something crazy on a football field, they're like, Oh, and you know, that adds that extra <laughs> that roar to it. So <laughs> right. it was, it, it was, it's, it's always funny when, when guys, somehow look it up and they say wait badge you weren't just kicking man that was that was pretty cool which is why which is why badge a four nine like come on bro like for that for the well, star ledger player of the year does not run a four nine 
Sorry, just doesn't happen. Listen, you know, it's all in the start. My start was horrible. The thing already had like one second off of it by the time I got 10 yards. So it was That's like, well, here's it. but I will say this because <laughs> I've actually talked to Swayze about this. Like nobody actually runs that way. Like that's how you run the 40, right? But no one actually runs the way they train you for the 40. No one runs no, that way in exactly. football. No receiver runs that way. Nobody, maybe in track they run that way. That's about it. But no one, like I've watched him train for the combine. Like it's just really yeah. to win the race. And that's about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally just a showcase talent. And then once you're done with that, you throw everything you just learned about it right out right. the window. Yeah. How's the outfit though? How's that outfit? Do you like that outfit? Those tights? It was, it, you know, it's one of those things where you've seen everybody through all the years. Uh, you know, you see a couple slip ups and you see a couple things where it's like, man, like, am I really going to be able to wear just the tights out there? <laughs> <laughs> Does that all you did, though? Did you do anything else or just ran the 40? I just ran the 40 because we the, the kickers we showcased. We did it uh, the Thursday before. So that was our last thing. So that was like Friday morning. So as soon as I was done with that, I just you know, got out of there. I'm John Davis, Secretary of the Florida Lottery, and I'm proud to lead an agency that is creating brighter futures for Florida students, families, and communities. As the primary funding source of the Bright Future Scholarship Program, the lottery has helped nearly one million students reach their dream of a post-secondary education. And we will continue to do our part to ensure that every student across this state is aware of these opportunities and has the resources needed to succeed. Because together, we can build a brighter future for all. So, all right, so you said you never thought kicking would be the way you got here. So what did you think? Like, I got, let's, let's start here. How did you get into kicking? It was like one of those things like in high school, it was like, who, who can kick? And you like, you just stepped up, you played soccer. Like, how'd you become a kicker? Yeah, so I mean, I, I stopped. So I stopped playing soccer. A lot of guys are soccer players. I'd stop playing soccer as soon as I could play football. So this was, that was back in fourth grade. And then as soon as you got, I think it was like sixth grade, you're able to, in youth football, you're able to kick the extra point and it's worth two points right you just run yeah. it and it's worth one i was like i'm i'm able to kick it like i'll kick it so like all through youth i was just the kicker and then you get to high school and you know freshman you have a freshman football team so i was just all right i stuck with it and then i got to sophomore year and i was able to kick on varsity you know play receiver and everything that came with that and I just I still had just kind of done it like well, I'm just I guess the only one who's able to do it at a consistent basis. So which would consist of what there, like 25 yards in? Like what is a consistent basis as a sophomore kicker? Like like being able to legitimately go out there and just you know make an extra point. And then if because <laughs> you know, it was like yeah it was it was you know fresh freshman year it wasn't like you were attempting any you know field goals in those freshman games so it was like. Sophomore year, maybe randomly get a couple, but I, you know, I, I was genuinely able to, you know, kick field goals and extra points. So it was like that summer after sophomore year where the coaches were like, Hey, you know, maybe you can try this kicking thing. Like you're not too bad. You got a strong leg. Like why not go try some camps? So I went out to a couple different colleges. Uh, I think the first one was, was Boston college and I ended up winning the competition. And I was like, man, like, is that really like the talent like you're I'm, I'm trying to compete with in terms of like, you know, guys who might maybe all they do is kick or maybe they're just a bunch of. Am I in the D1 group or am I in like, <laughs> yeah. the, like the group they're being exactly. nice to, right? Like, hey, buddy, exactly. you, paid, you, you paid to come here. You got to win something. Yeah. So I, I, I then I went I went to a couple other schools. I went to Michigan. I went out to Stanford. Oh, um, dang. Yeah. 
And so I went out to, a, you know, throughout those summers that were building up to my senior year. And then uh, I end up winning a couple more and then you kind of get noticed and then guys are starting to come to your college and, or your high school and meet up with your coach and ask about you. So let me ask you this though, but in all seriousness, you, you, you played it literally played everything, both sides of the ball, kicking, you know, player of the year touchdowns. Like did, if you were going to play football in college, did you, at that point, did you want to play as a position player or had you already kind of figured out like it's going to be as a kicker? There were some smaller schools that maybe I could go and they would take me as an athlete. But no, I, there was a couple of the smaller schools, but I, I genuinely thought for my hometown and some, a lot of guys just go play division one lacrosse and we, we could be have a great lacrosse team. So I had played football, hockey and lacrosse and, you know, through summers and, and spring was basically all lacrosse until football started. So a lot of the guys from my town would just get recruited by these, you know, big time, you know, D1, D3 schools. And I thought, all right, I'm going to do that. So, I, you know, just went through the circuit of that until, you know, I won a competition in kicking. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Maybe I could do this too. Were you recruited? Were you recruited to play lacrosse? Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, recruited by a couple of schools like Rutgers, you know, all those Patriot League schools, um, Villanova. So it was, you know, it was a couple, uh, a couple colleges would come looking. But I, I thought that, that was around. My brother did that. He played at Providence. Um, yeah, so it wasn't until I won a couple of those competitions. And you get so then you got the urge to be like, I can go be a D1 kicker. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. And I was all in on it. I gotcha. You saw like training and all that, like legitimate training, like coach, all that, th all that good stuff. Well, it was more so I was like, as soon as I was done with, you know, football, hockey and lacrosse, like into that, you know, my senior year summer, I was like, all right, all I have to do really is just kick footballs and like that's what i was able to focus all of my energy i didn't need to play any of those sports anymore like i could focus all my energy on just kicking so it was kind of that summer where it was like all right i can make this a real habit do you like hockey hockey must have been fun yeah that was my favorite uh there's nothing nothing better uh, environment than a hockey locker room and we were we had a pretty good team so it was always it was always a lot of fun get out well yeah you get down to any uh, red wing games yeah love going to those games the place gets packed you know, this yeah. town just loves, loves their hockey. Well, you're downtown, right? You're downtown. Are the arenas downtown too? Can you like walk over there or is it like? Yeah, all the all the stadiums are in walking distance. You got Little Caesars, Comerica where the Tigers play, and then uh, Ford Fields right there. It's all pretty awesome. sweet. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. So you end up going to what mil no, postgrad, right? You went to Fork Union, mil oh, I guess. Yeah, school, had right? to do a PG. Had to had to do a PG year. Had to. Now, uh, why had to is that? My... Is that is that for grades or because you just needed more exposure? Yeah, I had to get. It was no, it was I needed to get my test scores up because Miami Miami had already said, hey, you can come here, but your test scores aren't going to get you in. So I had went to Fork Union, and uh, had to do. What was that like, dude? Semester. That was a uh, true, true military school. We were, 
we were post-grads. So obviously, you know, we still were in the military, uh, you know, uniforms, you know, with the hat, we get cadet numbers, got to make sure your hair's all trimmed up, buzz cut, uh, clean shaven face, uh, shined your boots, you know, wake up at 6 a.m., you know, lights out at 10. It was, it was, it was a strict environment, no cell phones. I think I was out of contact with my friends for like a month uh, when I first got there. I want to see Badge with the bus cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now why'd you pick that? Is that the only place you can get? You can only go to like that kind of military school to, on the test score side, or could you go on JUCO? Like what, what, what were your options? Well, so my, Miami, Miami had recommended like, Hey, you could go here and you don't lose any eligibility uh, as long as you get your test scores up immediately. And then we'll get you in in the summer. So it was okay. Let's just, let's do that. So what happens? You're there for a year or a semester? Uh, so I was there from August until December. And I was able to get the grades up in there and I was able to leave that campus and kind of just go focus again on just lifting, making sure I was ready to go to school. Cause Miami said, we, we can take you in January, but, or you could just come in June. I said, all right, you know, I don't need to go in right now and, and play in the spring game. I was like, what do I need to do that for? Which was fun. I was able to go and visit a bunch of buddies at college. So you took advantage of your time. Exactly. Exactly. Now you, you kicked all four years, right? Yeah, I got there for that 2014 season. Uh, I remember I was in a, a battle out there my my freshman year summer. With who? Uh, it was Matt Gudis. Oh yeah, Matt Gudis had been there, and then he he I think he had gotten like a back injury, um, right around week maybe two or three. It was like Arkansas State or something like that. I could be wrong, but it was it was it was one of those you know tune up games <laughs> and we. Uh, <laughs> I got thrown right in there, um, you know, pregame. I was told, hey, you're going. So it was just like, all right, I'm in there. Oh, you found out pre he got hurt pregame. Yeah. So I it was it was really just like. So you went from in. like, bro, I'm not kicking the day to, oh, crap, dude. I, this is on me. This is my time. Yeah, exactly. Did you snap into it? How'd we do? I think I did all right. I'm not sure on the exact stat line. I think it was just all extra points that game. I think we killed them. But my first real test of like where I had like a real – practice week and mental preparation for getting ready for a game was at Nebraska. Oh Christ. It was like 90, 95,000 people. It was my first, you know, official start to where I remember being like, all right, this is college football. So what was that like <laughs> the first time you either lined over a kick or the, or, or an extra point or a field goal, you were what steady or your, or the nerves get you a little bit. I, I, I no, I, I try to be as steady as I can. And unless it's, you know, kind of like anxious energy towards like, you're just like, so excited. I think it was like on the first kickoff, I was like so excited to just be out there. And then you get that first kickoff and then everything else just kind of calms down. And then, but then the only time where it was like, all right, this is a big kick was, I think we went down, we were down 10 and this was to go down seven. It's like a 37 yarder from the left hash, my first kick. And I remember the place was so loud that my face mask was rattling. And I was like, oh man, this is a, this is a whole different feel. You boot it, you get it through? Right down the middle. And then the, you know, the play, whole place quiets down and I'll never forget that feeling. That's awesome. Now let me add, on a kickoff, first kickoff, did you get hit? Like you remember like someone just kind of trying to take you out, not take you out, but you know what I mean? You guys are, you guys are easy pickings. Well, yeah, we're easy. So you kind of stay back unless you really got to go get your nose in there. But I you like to get, you jumping. got your nose in there. You used to get your nose in I there. Did. I did. I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I remember in that game, I remember jumping on a pile uh, that like Amir Abdul, when he was running one back, I think there was a pile <laughs> up. Right. Just for hell of this, for the hell of it, dude, I yeah, got it. Like, 
I got an assist. Yeah, exactly. Put okay, it on the stats. <laughs> but you would dirt. You you wouldn't you wouldn't back down. No, not back. Not not in those Miami days. No, not in those Miami days. So you, I think I don't know if this is still true. Are you still the all-time leading scorer? Yeah, I think uh, I think I still have it. I don't think it's people funny. would guess that. I'm not sure people would ever guess that. No, yeah, it's uh, even I was like, it's like he's all-time leading scorer. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a. Uh, that was a cool feat, but it's always just still so surreal to me that, you know, with a brand like the U that you know, all of a sudden, you, you know, you're thinking of like, you know, Michael Irvin and Michael Santana Badgley, Moss. Michael Irvin and Michael <laughs> Badgley. That's what you're thinking, right? Exactly. There's, there's so many greats that played there and scored so many points through so many touchdowns. And, um, you know, obviously kickers just get a lot of the, the cleanup points, but it's, you know, it's still, it's, it's one of those things that I, I cherish. It's cool. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in 10 Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit gulfstreampark.com. What's your biggest field goal? What's what's the biggest banger that you were just like, you rocked it and you were like, that was cl- super clutch? Ooh. There was a call. Cl- my sophomore year, I remember one was really cool was the the home and home so we played nebraska at home um and it went to overtime and we buried a kick i think it was like from 28 yards but it was you know my sophomore year and it was just one of the coolest feelings i remember the place erupting uh we had that cool one when we were on that run um i'll never forget in 17 yeah in 17 we threw a ball oh georgia tech right tech we threw a ball deep to langham and he caught it we we got a chance it was uh what were they calling us the heart the cardiac canes or something like that the cardiac canes that's right uh we just we we had our ticker ran we had a heart attack at the end we (laughs) we blew an aorta oh man we blew an aorta and dropped three in a row yeah but i remember that that how was that night notre dame being a part of that i mean College game day comes back to campus for the first time in a long time. I remember the entire just campus students, the buzz around everything that whole week building up to it. I think we even had like a, what is it? A get together where, you know, the whole student section comes out and the team's talking to everybody at night. Uh, And then that whole build up to the game where I think we had just beaten Virginia tech where we were like, Hey, we secured the coastal division for the first time in forever. So like, all right, now here we got a national stage college playoff is available. And I remember just that whole week, the the preparation and, and everything around it. And then to go into the game, you're up 27, nothing at halftime and never forget That's that. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah. The place was rocking. Oh. dude. The place was freaking rocking. You know, all my buddies who played at Notre Dame, I always bring that game up and, uh, all of them are like, I've never been to a crazier game. Hey, real quick, you know what's um we sort of skipped over this. We just sort of glossed over this all-time leading scorer guy. But like, how did how was it Miami? How how was it like you're 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 a kicker, you're you kind of on the map a little bit winning these competitions. And how, how did it how did it come to be that it was Miami found you and then you, you know, that's the place you wanted to go? We didn't really dive into that at all. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, out I mean out golden staff, obviously they're they were a bunch of Jersey guys, so they knew, you know, where to find some smaller talent. And I remember when they came in, I was like, that's obvious. That's where I've wanted to go since I was little. So I really, it was an easy, yeah, it was an easy decision for me. I remember I wrote, wait, why is that? 
the U. I mean, I obviously, well, I mean, I, I know, I know the history, but like up there, that's, that's the school that resonated with you as your kid. Yeah. There was something about, obviously he was down in Florida, always loved the Florida aspect of things and watching their games. I think the first memory of like real college football I remember watching was that Miami Ohio state national championship. So, but I remember, I remember, I just, I, I loved, I loved. Oh yeah. We had, wait, wait, at, at Ohio State. Oh, sorry. Notre Dame, Ohio state, Florida at Ohio state. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) But yeah, that game is painful, dude. I can't watch that game. That game burns. It's even worse to go back and watch it because the flag comes in that late. But besides the point, uh, well, how about this, dude? So I'm doing, we're doing, I'm doing radio back then. I wasn't doing side, I'm doing sidelines now, Mike. Back then I was doing pregame, postgame. But for that game, uh, we traveled because it was the championship, or I traveled because it was the championship. And I'm sitting next to Joe and Don. And like Joe, like when Joe calls that last play, it's incomplete. And obviously time elapses. And he's like, and the Hurricanes win the national, you know, man, he's making the yeah, call. Yeah, he's making it. Proclaims that the Canes have won the national championship, and then he just goes, and there's a flag. Ugh. There's a flag, and then, uh, then just chaos ensues. Mayhem. It was awful. Yeah, straight mayhem. So are you a so you're a Cane fan growing up? So that makes sense. Yeah, that was um, that was it. That was always the school. Jeremy Shockey was really the one. I remember when he came to the Giants? I was a big Giants fan. And I remember I was like, "Yep, the you right there. That's our guy." Oh, Shockey. Shockey was just on the podcast. Yeah. Shockey's the man. A very low key, very low key, much more low key than I would have thought. Yeah. Like, or at least maybe he's like, he's taking a step back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure in his playing <laughs> days, he's got some stories. Oh, my God. That would be like, yeah, his stories probably would trump your guys' stories in that house you were living in. Yeah, it's, I, I would hope so. The time he was here, for sure. All right. So then we graduate, we do the combine, we run a 4 9, we don't get drafted. And then what happens? We make I our go, way. How do we find our way to camp? So I, I uh, the Colts had called and said, "Hey, we we, we want to bring you in." And I, I kind of was like, you know, what the heck? Like I wanted like a real shot. I thought, you know, okay, didn't get drafted. Let's find a good spot where I could go win a competition. Um, and then some of the teams that were calling, I, you know, you just kind of don't really think that, that situation is going to work out best for you. And my agents like, hey you know, listen, like you're going to get a lot of reps if you go to Indy just because, you know, obviously the situation with Vinatieri, but you're going to get a lot of looks. So it wouldn't be bad. So I said, all right, let's go make the most of it. Now I go in there trying to win a competition, just, you know, in my head, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here to win. I'm not here to just kind of lay back and be like, Oh, you know, I'm thankful to be here. It was, no, I'm, I'm going to compete. Um, but it was still one of the coolest things ever to be, you know, kicking with Adam Vinatieri. So, I mean, just, you know, you learn, you learn so was much. He like, was, was he kind of like, oh, you poor soul. You think you're taking this as a competition. Like, don't even try me. <laughs> you know, it was, it was never that, but it was, you know, when you're in camp and, you know, you're getting every other day to where, okay, he's kicking this day, I'm kicking the next, you know, and he, he would go out and he's, he'd hit a set and I'd want to do better that next day. You know, and I think he would feel the same. Like, oh, okay, he just had a good day. Like, I got to go one up that. So, you know, there was, you know, obviously always a little bit of that where, you, you know, you, you're just being a natural competitor. Um, Did you have a chance? Like, do you think there was a chance there? Or was it more so like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to showcase myself? You know, end, end of the day, I, I used it as an opportunity to showcase myself because I knew that they're not just going to cut Vinatieri. You know, he's a legend. Was he a so, good dude? Great guy. One of the best. You know, I just I picked up so many things from him, just, you know, how he approached the game, how he, 
you know, just was in the locker room, you know, little things like that wasn't, you know, a whole lot of actual kicking stuff, but it was more so just how do you last this long? Like, what do you got to do? And just, you know, certain things like that. Uh, but I knew that. Situation. So what happens at the at the end of camp? What happens at the end of camp? They let you go. Yeah. So at the end of the camp, at the end of camp, uh, they released me. But I, I had done well. I, I, I didn't miss, you know, in any game by that first preseason. So I knew, OK, I got a shot. Like some team will give me a call. I got I think my first workout after I got released was out with the Raiders and uh, I kicked well. I was like, all right, maybe they'll give me a chance. They went a different direction. I got the real first taste of like, oh, you know, this sucks. Like, kick well, blah, blah, blah. Then the next call was like a week later, and I had to fly all the way back out to California to the Chargers. So that was when. So you're doing what, from Jersey? You're, go, you're going Jersey back? You're going back, back and forth from Jersey? like Jersey to Oakland, work out. Okay, don't get it. Fly back home. Okay, Jersey. So what, sorry, to, sorry. Wait, sorry to interrupt. Is that a one-day workout? Like, how yeah. does that work? That's a one-day deal. One so, day. So fly out one day. Kick. We like you. We don't like you. We sign you. We let you. We hey, sorry. Yes. Thanks, bro. Yeah. And so they say, nah, we're gonna do some something else. Back to Jersey. Back to Jersey. Back to Jersey. Out to out, out to L.A. Go or San Diego. Out, wherever yeah. they were then. This is the L.A. Chargers. So it was back to L.A. And I said, all right, I'm, you know, I'm all the way back in California. Let's 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 get this. So I go out and I kick lights out. I remember saying, there's no way they can't take me. So that game, they decided to sign me. And the first question they asked me, I remember was like, Hey, do you have your passport? And I was like, shoot. Like, no, I don't have my passport. What? I have my passport. No one told me to bring my passport. Then I was like, Oh, they got a game in London in two weeks. So I needed to have my passport with me for when we traveled to that. So that's when I knew I was like, all right, I got it. I got the gig. First game was at Cleveland. Go in there, don't miss. And at this point, Caleb Sturgis was hurt, so that's why they had brought me in. So go in, kick well at Cleveland. Next game, we're at London. We fly out to London. I still barely know anyone on the team, obviously, besides Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. So I'm still just kind of laying low, not saying much. And then go into that game, make all the kicks, and then it goes into the bye week. Their guy says, all right, I'm good to come back. He comes back. They sign me to practice squad. And they're like, we want to keep you around just in case. Uh, he goes into the next game, Caleb Sturgis against Seattle. Doesn't do well. They release him. And then they brought me back in. And then I was there for three years there. Cold and awesome, right? Like, yes. comes back, sucks, later. Exactly. So three years. And then why did think what, what happens in, after year three? Yeah. Why did they let you go? No, I kicked, kicked well. And then in 2020, didn't really have the greatest year. I thought, all right, you know, maybe they, they stick with me. You never know. Um, went into the camp, that training camp in 21 with the new coaching staff, Staley there. And then they decided to go in a different direction at the end of camp. And then after that, for the 2021 season, I signed with the Colts. So I was back in Indy and it was all the same staff. So when you get released uh, at any of these stops, so let's say now you're in the league three years, right? You've got a resume. Yeah. Just let you go for whatever reason, new staff, who knows what. From the time you get released to Indy picks you up is how long? It was one week. I remember just being out so one that, week. Th how torture, how tort, is that week torturous? It's yeah. You're, you're waiting around it. You're just watching games and you're not, you know, you're not able to do anything when, you know, you're thinking oh, I should still be on the chargers, you know, and everything, Seems like, you know, you don't have a chance with anything, but then all of a sudden, all right, we're getting a call. We're going to Indy. So it was, yeah. It's, they signed you or was that another tryout deal? 
signed me. So I, I knew, okay, I'm going there, going to play. Uh, played great that 2021 season for him. I think we only missed like three kicks, something like that. That was that was the year what we should have had the playoff run, uh, but we lost to Jacksonville in the last week of the season. Who was the quarterback? We that was Carson Wentz. That was Carson Wentz. Yeah. Okay. So what happens at the end of that year? So end of that year, I said, all right, you know, 2021 was a great year. Like Indy will definitely, you know, sign me back. I'll go to OTA's training camp and you know win the job. So then I I ended up not getting any calls, and I, I was I was like you know kind of at a loss of words. I didn't I didn't understand why I wasn't getting any looks because I just kicked well. So Indy, so you're like on a one year you're like on a one year with Indy yeah. expires yeah, and you're like that's it. Yeah. So then I you know missed. God damn, bro, that's a, that's a rough way to go. It's brutal. So then I go I go through OTAs. And then uh, still just waiting for nothing. Just waiting nothing. for nothing. This I, is the summer, right? As an OTAs in the summer or March? Uh, it's like April through June. Right. So okay, right, right, yeah, yeah. Nothing, so nothing. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, let's let's get signed for training camp. Get to training camp and then nothing. I was like, nothing. I was like, man, like I know plenty of guys that I'm better than that are even getting a shot here. Like this makes no sense. So then finally it was week three or four and then i you know of the season on a friday before a game uh chicago calls and i go out there for a workout kill the workout they sign me uh we're playing sunday so then <laughs> so then on that sunday we go four for four i don't think we scored a touchdown so i think i, I had like all the points that game and then that week after last season uh detroit picks me up right after that Wait, they sign you for one game. The game's on. You kick four field goals, and they say, "See, sayonara." Yeah, their guy, their guy was just out with the. Uh, I think it was for personal reasons that he had to miss the game. Uh, but I, I knew it was just a one, one game gig. But that following week, uh, I got signed by Detroit. So it was one of those situations where it's like, "All right, go make." The so that was last. So la yeah. So that was last year. Last year, and you finished the year kicking. Everything's good. Yeah. And then you had the wild off season. Then I had this wild off season that uh, that all roads led back to Detroit. So when you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! So what's this year? 18, 19, 20, 20. You're six years in, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So for all this craziness, you're six years, you're a six year vet. Yep. Well, I don't know how that, maybe I don't know how that 10 year works. Maybe you're four or five. I don't know how that, I don't know how all the huh? the years six, work for your cute. Six seasons. Crazy. Six. Yeah. Awesome. So at any point during that time, did you think like it was it over? I got to start thinking about like what no. I'm going to do. No, I never, because I, I was like, I knew that I was capable of doing it and that I was good enough to do it in the league. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with this. And I, I don't want to be the guy that just gives up. And all of a sudden, you know, you're caught doing nothing. So then I was like, I'm, I'm going to stick with this until I know that it's totally done. So I just stuck with it. And um, I knew it was going to pay off. So I just, that was just always my Seem, Seems to have worked, seems to have worked out so far. Yeah, dude. no, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm still kicking well. So we'll see what happens here. Keep that leg sharp, dude. That's all it is.
<laughs> you still talk to the guys? Who are you still tight with? Yeah, all the time. Uh, still catch up with Brad. Shoot David Njoku. We text every now and then. Uh, check in on him. Uh, obviously, still Brax? still talk to Braxton all the time. Uh, we actually we just went on a golf trip. Me, Braxton, and Gordo. We went to Scotland. Nice. Yeah. So we this just, summer. Yeah, this past summer. So we 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 had a chance to get out there for that. Uh, but yeah, still stay up with Brad. He's killing it down here, bro. He's in a great spot. Listen, he he was always meant to be out there as a dolphin. Um, you know, so I'm I'm excited for him. He's he's doing well. He's just a baller. He always has been. All right. Well, Buzz, I appreciate you doing this. This is awesome. Now, when Coulter said your name, I was like, hell yeah, we're gonna put him on the podcast. All right, Badge. Thanks for doing this. Have a great night. Appreciate it. you too.